today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. For the whole thousand-year reign of Christ, he will have no influence on the earth at all. And you know what that means? That means there will be no spiritual warfare during the reign of Christ. There will be no spiritual attacks during the reign of Christ. There will be no spiritual deception in the world like there is today during the reign of Christ. There will be no spiritual temptations or temptations from the devil during the reign of Christ. None of it will exist. No one likes being put in jail. When you're playing a board game that sends you there, sometimes you draw a get-out-of-jail-free card and so you have a pass. But as you'll hear from Pastor Dan... God doesn't offer one of those cards to Satan during the thousand-year reign. Satan's bound in the bottomless pit for that entire time, and the world's free of all the troubles and heartache that Satan and his demons bring on. Wouldn't that be an ideal scenario? You'll hear more about this today. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Revelation chapter 20 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. Well, for 2,000 years, the church has prayed for the kingdom of God to come. And in chapter 20, the kingdom of God comes. Finally. Hallelujah, right? We're going to look at the kingdom age when Christ reigns on the earth. We saw in chapter 19, the return of Jesus Christ to the earth. And in chapter 20, we see his kingdom on the earth. And one thing that stands out in chapter 20 is that there are not many details about the kingdom in this chapter. The kingdom is described in only a handful of verses. In fact, if you look at verse 7, verse 7 is the end of the thousand-year reign of Christ. So it's just in the first six verses that we have the thousand-year reign of Christ. Chapter 20 doesn't have much to say about the kingdom age. If you remember, if you were with us in our earlier studies, the book of Revelation spends 12 chapters describing for us the tribulation period and the judgments of God that will be poured out upon the earth during the tribulation period. But it's only a few verses that are describing the kingdom age. Now, why is that? Well, the reason why there's only a handful of verses in Revelation that describes the kingdom age is because all of the details have already been given to us in the Old Testament. And the writer and the Holy Spirit assumes that you are familiar with the Old Testament and what it says about the kingdom age and about the reign of Christ. There are a massive amount of prophecies in the Old Testament describing the kingdom age and all its various features and facets. So Revelation 20 doesn't spend a great deal of time describing the details of the kingdom age for us because it's all already explained in the Old Testament. One detail that Revelation 20 does give us about the kingdom age that's not found in the Old Testament and it's not found really anywhere in the Bible is how long the kingdom age will be. How long the kingdom age will be. Chapter 20 tells us the kingdom age will be 1,000 years. And we don't find that anywhere else in the Bible. We don't have that detail Anywhere else in the Bible, it's only in Revelation 20 
that we learn that the kingdom age will last for 1,000 years. Six times in this chapter, it mentions that Christ will reign for a thousand years. In fact, if you look at the end of verse four, it says, and they lived and reigned with Christ for a thousand years. And so when Jesus Christ returns to the earth, he will establish his kingdom and he will reign for a thousand years on the earth. And then after his thousand year reign, God will create a new heavens and a new earth and we'll all live happily ever after with Christ forever and ever on the new heaven and the new earth. Sometimes we refer to the thousand-year reign of Christ as the millennium. Maybe you've heard that term, the millennium, or the millennial reign of Christ. The word millennium means a thousand years. And so chapter 20 tells us that the, the reign of Christ will be a thousand years, the millennial reign of Christ. The Old Testament is where we find the details about the kingdom age, about this reign of Christ. And the Old Testament describes Christ's kingdom on the earth as a golden age of peace and prosperity like the earth has never experienced before in all of history. And I just want to look at a few verses together with you today. We don't have time to go through all the Old Testament verses, uh, so we're just going to look at a handful. So if you want to turn to Isaiah chapter 2 to begin with, Isaiah chapter 2. And this is just so you can get a sense of what the kingdom age will be like for us on the earth. Remember, as believers, we're going to return to the earth with Christ. When he returns from heaven to the earth, Revelation 19, we will come with him to the earth. We'll be in our resurrected, glorified body at that point. Uh, and we will return to the earth with him. And so we want to get a sense of what will life be like during the kingdom age, during the millennium, when Christ is reigning for a thousand years. So Isaiah chapter 2, verse 2, it says, Now it shall come to pass in the latter days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established on the top of the mountains and shall be exalted above the hills, and all nations shall flow to it. Many people shall come and say, Come, and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways, and we shall walk in his paths. For out of Zion, which is another name for Jerusalem, for out of Zion shall go forth the law and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He shall judge between the nations, and rebuke many people. They shall beat their swords into plowshares, and their spears into pruning hooks. Nations shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war anymore. What a wonderful passage of Scripture. We're told here in Isaiah 2 that when Jesus Christ returns to the earth, he's going to return literally, he's going to return physically to the earth, and he will establish his capital in Jerusalem, in the city of Jerusalem, in Israel. And he will rule over the entire earth. Uh, Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6 tells us that the governments of the world will be upon his shoulders. He will be the king of kings and the Lord of lords. And he will rule over all the earth as the only ruler, the only potentate, it says in First Timothy chapter 6. You know what that means? That means there'll be no more politicians. <laughs> There'll be no more political campaigns, no more elections, none of that. 
All of that's going to be non-existent in the kingdom age. We'll just have King Jesus. That's it. You know, it's, it's just going to be Jesus Christ ruling and reigning, and that'll be it. Doesn't that sound nice? I mean, don't you wish you could just vote for King Jesus today and be done with politics and elections and all of that for good? Well, you will have that in the kingdom age. Verse 2 says, all the nations will flow to Jerusalem and they'll flow to Jerusalem to worship Jesus and to listen to him teach. Won't that be wonderful? The Jews used to uh, make yearly pilgrimages up to Jerusalem. At the beginning of the service, we're, we're reading through the Psalms and we're in the section of Psalms called the Psalms of Ascent. And they were, the Jews would sing those Psalms as they made their journey up to Jerusalem, as they ascended up to Jerusalem to worship. And they would go up to Jerusalem three times a year to worship the Lord at the temple. Well, during the kingdom age, when Christ is reigning upon the earth for a thousand years, we're going to go up to Jerusalem to worship Jesus Christ and to listen to him teach. Jesus will be our pastor. Jesus will be giving the Bible studies. Won't that be great? They go up to Jerusalem to hear him teach. Look at verse 4. Verse 4 tells us also that during the millennium, there will be no more war. There will be a thousand years of peace on earth. And we, we can't even begin to imagine what that will be like. But during this, this reign of Christ, this is what will characterize the reign of Christ. This is what it will be like during the reign of Christ. No more war, only only peace on earth. Those that are born during the millennial reign, all they will know is peace. They'll never know a time of war, never know a threat of war or the chance of war. No concern for war. Again, we can't begin to imagine what that will be like. I turn over to chapter 11 of Isaiah. Chapter 11 of Isaiah. Again, this is describing for us what life will be like during the reign of Christ, during the millennium. And look at chapter 11, verse 6. The wolf also shall dwell with the lamb. The leopard shall lie down with the young goat. The calf and the young lion and the fatling together and a little child shall lead them. The cow and the bear shall graze. Their young ones shall lie down together. And the lion shall eat straw like the ox. The nursing child shall play by the cobra's hole. And the weaned child, the toddler, shall put his hand in the viper's den. They shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountain. For the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters Cover the sea. And doesn't that sound cool? I mean, these verses here where the wolf and the lamb lie down together, the leopard shall lie down with the goat, the calf, and the young lion. And then at the end of verse 6, it says, And a little child shall lead them all. A little child will lead a lion. You ever want to hug a lion? You'll have the opportunity to in the kingdom age. Or maybe ride a lion, little kids riding a lion, like a little pony kind of thing. You ride it around the house or something like that. I don't know. Try it. You wouldn't try it now, would you? You know, they call people crazy to do that today. We'll return to Pastor Dan's message in just a moment. 
first, Pastor Dan would like to tell you about the new Calvary Chapel Ellicott City app. We recently launched an app for our church and we're really excited about it. It's designed to keep you connected to our radio ministry, Ring of Truth, as well as to our church, Calvary Chapel. And get this, we have over 1,200 sermons on the app. The app is super convenient, it's easy to use, and allows you to listen to Bible studies anytime, anywhere. So download the app right now, search for Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in your app store, or just follow the links on our website at calvaryec.com. What a great way to stay connected to Scripture. Now, back to today's message on Ring of Truth. What we see here is during the kingdom age, the animal kingdom will live in peace. And animals and man will have peace between them. Look at verse 8 again. Verse 8 tells us, There will even be peace between man and serpent. Now, that is, those are the two oldest enemies. Man and the serpent, going back to the garden. But during the kingdom age, when Christ is reigning, there'll be peace between man and the serpent. Look what it says again. It says, uh, the nursing child shall play by the cobra's hole, and the weaned child shall put his hand down in the viper's den, right, to grab a hold of that snake and yank it out of the hole. My, my oldest son, uh, he still likes picking up snakes. Uh, but even when he was a little toddler, uh, I, I have a memory of him where he could barely walk. It was easier for him to kind of crawl in the backyard, and he found a snake. And he, and he tried to grab it and snatch it up, and the snake slithered away, and he chased after it, and it tried to go down its hole, and he grabbed it by the tail, and he's holding this thing, and it's going all around like this as he's, you know, I'm freaking out. Oh, you know, put the snake down, you know. During the kingdom age, put your hand down in the hole. That's fine. You want to you play with a viper? Go ahead. It's going to be okay. So during the kingdom age, there will be peace and compatibility and creation. It'll be Eden-like conditions again. That's something we lost with the fall. And all everything that we lost with the fall will be restored in the animal kingdom and between man and animal. It's all going to be restored back to, to like the Garden of Eden before the fall. Now, turn with me over to Micah. Micah chapter 4. And again, this is just a sampling of verses. There's a whole bunch of verses about the kingdom age that we could look at. Micah chapter 4. Again, verse 1. Now it shall come to pass in the latter days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established on the top of the mountains and shall be exalted above the hills, and people shall flow to it. Many nations shall come and say, Come and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob, and he will teach us his ways, and we shall walk in his paths. For out of Zion the law shall go forth, and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He shall judge between many peoples and rebuke strong nations afar off, they shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war anymore. And you're probably thinking, didn't we already read this? 
Well, yeah, it's the same thing that's written in Isaiah chapter 2. It's the same, same prophecy given to Micah by the Holy Spirit. But then look at verse 4. But everyone shall sit under his vine and under his fig tree, and no one shall make them afraid, for the mouth of the Lord of hosts has spoken. For all people walk each in the name of his God, but we walk in the name of of the Lord our God forever and ever. Now verse 4 says everyone shall sit under his, and the idea is his own vine, and under his own fig tree in the kingdom age, and no one shall be afraid in the kingdom age. Now that phrase there in verse 4, everyone shall sit under his own vine and under his own fig tree, um, that, that's kind of like uh, the phrases that we've had in our history that everyone will have 40 acres and a mule or a chicken in every pot. And the idea here is that everyone in the kingdom age will have his own vine, his own fig tree. Everyone in the kingdom age will prosper. Everyone in the kingdom age will prosper and they'll have security. No one will be afraid. And so this verse tells us that during the millennium, uh, everyone will have individual security and individual prosperity in the kingdom. Everybody's going to prosper. Everybody's going to do well. Everybody's going to be secure in the kingdom age during that thousand years. So that gives you kind of a sense of what's gonna, what life is going to be like during the kingdom age. Now go back to Revelation 20. Revelation 20. So it's a time of peace. It's a time of prosperity. Revelation 20, again, in verse 1, it says, Then I saw an angel coming down from heaven, having the key to the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. And he laid hold of the dragon, that serpent of old, who is the devil and Satan. These are all names for Satan. And bound him. For a thousand years, and he cast him into the bottomless pit and shut him up and set a seal on him so that he should deceive the nations no more till the thousand years were finished. But after these things, he must be released for a little while. So there's a lot here in these three verses. First of all, in verse one, we have the mention of the bottomless pit or your Bible might say the abyss. Now, this is not the first time that we have seen the bottomless pit mentioned in Revelation. We, we first were introduced to the bottomless pit back in chapter 9 with the fifth trumpet judgment. And you may remember, if you were here for that study, uh, when the angel opened the bottomless pit and hordes of demons came out upon the earth to torment the non-believers on the earth. That's going to be one of the judgments during the tribulation period. And they, they came up out of the bottomless pit. And I, I said then in that study that the bottomless pit is like demon jail. It's where demons are kept for the day of judgment. It's demon jail. Uh, in Luke chapter 8, when Jesus encounters the demon possessed man in Gadara, do you guys remember that story when he goes to Gadara? The guy comes running up to him and he's demon possessed and he has a legion of demons possessing him. And if you remember, the demons said to Jesus, 
do not cast us into the abyss. Do not cast us into the bottomless pit. Don't send us to demon jail is the idea where we'll be held for judgment. And so what we see here now at the beginning of the millennium, at the beginning of the thousand year reign of Christ, is that Satan will be bound and cast into the bottomless pit. And this is this is kind of the first recorded event of the millennium. This is kind of, if you will, the first act of Jesus Christ at the beginning of his reign on the earth. The first thing he will have done is he will cast Satan into the bottomless pit and and bind him and seal him in the bottomless pit. And verse 2 tells us the purpose of casting Satan into the bottomless pit will be so that he cannot deceive the nations during the thousand-year reign of Christ. And so when Christ returns to establish his kingdom, and again, if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, if you've put your faith in him, you're going to return with him to the earth in glory. And when he comes back, he will have Satan bound and held in the bottomless pit. So Satan at this point will be removed from the earth for the whole thousand-year reign of Christ. He will have no influence on the earth at all. And you know what that means? That means there will be no spiritual warfare during the reign of Christ. There will be no spiritual attacks during the reign of Christ. There will be no spiritual deception in the world like there is today during the reign of Christ. There will be no spiritual temptations or temptations from the devil during the reign of Christ. None of it will exist during the reign of Christ. Doesn't that sound good to live in a world like that where there's no spiritual warfare? There's no devil. There's no demons that are messing with your life at all. Well, that's how it'll be during the reign of Christ. The Bible calls Satan the God of this world and the prince of the power of the air. The Bible says that Satan is the one who sets the course of the world that we live in. In 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8, it says, Satan prowls about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. But he's not going to do that during the reign of Christ. During the reign of Christ, he will be bound in the bottomless pit and he will have no influence in this world at all when Christ is reigning. Now, there are some Christians, uh, they're called amillennialists, who believe that all of the book of Revelation was fulfilled 2,000 years ago during the first century. And they believe that Satan is already chained in the bottomless pit, and Satan has been chained in the bottomless pit for the last 2,000 years. Now, someone has said, if Satan is already bound, he must have a very long chain, right? Because Satan is still very active in the world today, isn't he? Yes, he is. He asked me how I know, and I say, bring truer than the finest crystal. You've been listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Pastor Dan has been teaching through the book of Revelation, and he has more to share with you next time. How is your heart doing as you listen to these teachings about the future? If you're in need of prayer for any reason, would you be willing to give us a call and talk with us? Our desire is to hear your heart, pray with you, and ask for God to help you with whatever might be weighing on you. 
Our number is 410-491-4592. That number again is 410-491-4592. You can also send us an email through our website, calvaryec.com. Just find our info under the About tab. If you're not connected with a local church, we encourage you to find a church family that will help guide and support you in your faith. And if you're in the area, please join us at Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in Columbia, Maryland. For more details, visit calvaryec.com. In our next edition, you'll have the opportunity to learn additional things from the culminating final book of the Bible, Revelation. Pastor Dan has much more to share from this book, and we're excited for you to join us as we continue learning and growing, appreciating what God wants us to see from His Word. We hope you'll tune in then and be a part of our listening audience. Continue searching for what God has for you to see here on Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that cry. 